0: even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello to anyone listening. This is the Robert Lego podcast. Thank you very much for listening. Um, This episode is is a bit um, all over the place, but it's just a couple subjects that i really want to cover so i'm i'm trying to um publish this audio uh hopefully i'll have the other one up before this it, i had a whole a whole thing where i have to post something on reddit and <clears throat> describe everything on there so uh as it is i i was kind of trying to find a pace and maybe publish the articles on the website simultaneously or almost like back-to-back with the podcast. Um, Or um, maybe in between weeks, maybe I do a podcast one week and then the article comes out a couple weeks later when I've had time to change it. Anyway, that's all inside baseball stuff, right? Uh, The thing we're going to jump into first, like most other episodes, is... The uh, giant bathroom reader that we've been going through, uh, Carl Shaw, uh, edited. And this section that that I'm on, uh, I actually had recorded this audio, but I I couldn't uh, follow it through. I had to stop. So I I just decided to start over. But the uh, markers that I have on this book are quite rough for this episode so bear that in mind uh if you're not too much of a fan of these then you can jump i am man maybe 15 minutes and see where i'm at and then another 10 or whatever after that okay so this section is on royalty that's why it gets really uh rough and it's uh page 188 so let's begin uh, bestiality and sodomy and Ptolemaic egypt the, the the Ptolemaic dynasty of Egyptian pharaohs were considered highly debauched the non The not easily shocked explorer, Sir Richard Burton was amazed by the bestiality and the sodomy which formed the delight of the Egyptians. King Ptolemy the Fourth was Considered the most depraved of them all, he married his sister, Arsinoe in 217 BC, then took a homosexual lover, an Alexandrian Greek named Sisibius, who started a wild and unsubstantiated rumor that caused the king to have his mother, Berenice, and his brother, Magus, respectively, poisoned and scalded to death the king's predilection for sex with wild animals may have had some part in his premature death, aged 41. See what I mean? <laughs> um, I don't know about you, but I don't know what the word scalded is, so let me s- pull that up. Uh, if you know... Oh, jeez, I keep getting that. My desktop is acting up on me. Scalded. Uh, injured with very hot liquid or steam heat so it's like near boiling point water Um, okay so yeah there you have it number one Uh, what's today All right, and I'm going to try to breeze through I, I think I counted like five or six so if we can get through those then we don't have to go through any of the horrible ones and I actually jumped a lot Uh, looking at the markers that I have on the book. There's some sections where it's a full on, I don't know, 10, 15 pages without a single marker. Uh, In other words, it's just something, nothing in there was, I felt worthy of being brought to this audio. All right. uh, Edward the Eater. King Edward IV was a compulsive eater and drinker who grew grossly obese. He liked to force himself to vomit between courses so that he could gorge on more food. Um, This is an interesting thing because I feel like a lot of times it's not understood and overeating is uh, one condition. And as far as I understand, the uh, vomiting of the food is a different thing. I don't know that the... Pleasure alone would make the person go through that. Uh, they'd overeat to max capacity and and so on. But I believe that this is mixing two different things. Um, it makes me think of the Roman Colosseums where they said, like, oh, they had a vomitorium. But ultimately, I believe it was a translation thing where it was basically saying like exit it's where it expels out into the blah blah, blah. like it it vomits out uh the capacity of this building i i I guess that's how that word was used um but yeah I, i i it's hard to tell because like even this book's book i'm sure is saying the information in a certain way where it gives it, I don't know, more humor or more ridiculousness. And that kind of gets in the way. Not to say that they're they're not uh, trying to stay factual. Maybe it's a thing that they're known to be very uh, accurate in their stuff, but I don't know. I I think everything with a grain of salt, right? There's uh, just too many different perspectives that people can... Uh, right from and that can change what they're trying to say. Uh, hungry guests. Mealtimes with Victoria were particularly hard on her guests, especially when lower rank, especially lower ranking visitors. Royal etiquette demanded that the queen was always the first served and she would always start eating as soon as the food arrived. As soon as she had finally uh, that she had finished and put the, not, uh, put her knife and fork the plate of everyone else present had to be removed immediately, thus ga- guaranteeing that at some of her larger banquets, at least half of her guests would starve. One day, a brave and hungry guest insisted that the footman return his still untouched plate to the table. Queen Victoria noticed, made inquiries about the custom and ended it <laughs> doesn't it sound like this is written like oh wow what a great person in the end she she was so unaware that once she realized that she corrected it it's like no 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 that it, it it's not it, it, it maybe naiveness would cause that but it's like it's such a detachment from the people around it, it's hard to think that somebody is that clouded in who they are that they have guests over and they don't realize that they're doing that or they don't see that as they're finishing up their food and they look up, they see that half their guests haven't, haven't even been served. It's ridiculous to think that it's just that it's I eat. And then anybody that's served that can eat with me will and everybody else is, is out of luck I don't buy that Um, and then they are just writing it at the end it's like when they say there's an audio out there I'm sure you'll uh, you can find it it was either from an animated thing or it was some sort of documentary thing where it was written uh, for kids and uh, there's a, a young person asking questions and I believe Washington gets brought up or maybe it was a presidential thing and says, but, but dad, I I think it was, but dad doesn't, didn't George Washington have slaves? And it says, uh, or maybe it was a teacher. I don't know. "Uh, uh, Actually, yes. But do you know what he did uh, after? whatever the the f- slaves were free he freed them he let go every single one of them and he it, it, like making it sound as if okay it, once it became popular to not have slaves he didn't what a great man like no he still had slaves regardless of being a great man or not and okay this is going to tie into something that I'm going to bring up later but Just remember this point: nepotism or any type of special treatment is something that's always gotten under my skin. And what the story I'm going to bring up later is going to illustrate that. That if there's a rule, somebody shouldn't kill. That rule should apply to everyone. Not oh, not the president, not royalty, not xyz it doesn't matter there shouldn't be caveats if you're making a rule that you want everybody to abide by you better be ready to abide by it as well um yeah yeah just remember that thought it's it'll make sense once i get to that i just don't want to bring it up yet and the next one yeah i think it's a couple more and we're done with this uh, the king is dead. Long live the king. The jo- jokus tribe of central Sudan strangled their king after a rule of seven years before removing the royal brain, heart, and kidneys for his successor to eat. In the Niger Delta, it was customary for the local ruler to mark his ascension to power by entering the palace through a newly cut door, stepped, stepping over the blood of a sacrificed couple, then retiring into his inner sanctum to make a meal of his predecessor's heart. Oh, jeez. Um, uh, I don't know. I don't have anything to say about that. Uh, get this one. This one's really dark. And again, it, the farther back in story or I, I feel the the more translations that it requires or a, a, I, I don't know, changes to fit the current culture. I feel that a lot of the original stuff is lost. So um, grain of salt. Just remember a child stew throughout the great egyptian famine of 1201 many survived by slaughtering and eating children a cairo doctor named abdi al-latif left a deta- detailed diary of the famine children were regularly kidnapped only to end up on someone's dining table and were often sold ready roasted or broiled or boiled Latif described how described how a woman was caught red-handed, and was dragged before the authorities with a roasted child still hanging around her neck. Grave robbers ate and sold the bodies of their dug-up people who had been caught eating human flesh. Often, tried to excuse themselves by claiming that they were only eating the remains of a close relative. At first, the authorities made a determined effort to stamp out the practice by burning the culprits. But in time, the Egyptians grew indifferent to cannibalism. The mania for eating children eventually spread to the rich, by which time it had become a fashion rather than a necessity. Often two or three children at a time were thrown into a single cook pot. On one occasion, the authorities found ten assorted heads marinated in a selection of choice herbs and spices. Um it's hard to imagine a, a famine, and it's hard to imagine this, but it it's uh supposedly comes from this specific doctor, and that kind of feels a bit uh concerning because. I believe it was Assange was talking about that um that the uh, whatever SEAL team 6 or whatever it was that uh, supposedly quote unquote killed bin Laden that every single one of the soldiers that came back from that mission is alleging that they're the ones that put the bullet in his head that they're the ones that actually took ended his life And and he's like, yeah, of course, they're all going to lie. He's saying that all all seals lie. But uh, he's saying that uh, every single one of them wants to say that they're the one so that they can sell books. Like, ultimately, that's what it turns into. Uh, And and it makes me wonder if if you remember all the stuff that we covered in the past, uh, psyops and, and all this other stuff. It's. I don't know. It, it. This might be a stretch, but just follow me with this. It almost feels to me like it's uh, trying to um, immortalize your idea, your name, or your something about you. Because it feels like the ego and uh, people up at the top might want something like that. And it makes me think of like streets that are named after a president. And it just feels, or schools, it just feels that it's such hero worship. Not only that, but it's like, I don't believe I've ever seen a school uh, named after Nikola Tesla. Or um, it's not just um, Americans, right? No, it can't be. There's like so many uh, schools that are named after somebody and it's never... Uh, anybody that you find out to be great, and I, I don't know, it almost makes me feel like that's like uh, in in those secret meetings that it's like that's what they offer. Like you'll be immortalized. We'll name some. We'll name ten, ten streets in this state after you, and we'll have two schools with your name. And, and it's like that's such uh, pride. It's such pride to have. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe not. Uh, cabin Boy uh, Castellet, here we go. In 1838, the American author Edgar Allan Poe wrote one of his famous tales, the narrative of Arthur Gordon Pym, a story that about three men cast adrift in a boat who survived by killing and eating their companion, a cabin boy named Richard Parker. In 1884, 35 years after Poe's death, a yacht called the Mignonette sank in a storm en en route to Australia from England. Four of the crew put to sea in an open boat and three were rescued 24 days later. They had survived by killing and eating the fourth member, a cabin boy named. Dun, don, Richard Parker. They eventually returned home to a hero's welcome and received only six months imprisonment. What do you think? The, these stories always feel like such nonsense to me. Not because um, coincidences are an impossibility, but... There, there's too many of them that happen and the odds of the specific thing happening. It, okay, let me see if this kind of sheds light up what I'm trying to say. They say that, uh, whatever, infinity, infinity is so much you can't conceptualize what that really means. And so they say, you know, if you had uh, monkeys typing on a keyboard, just randomly pressing keys that... For infinity, that you'd eventually have them like write Shakespeare, and that is so dumb. And in, in, when I'm trying to conceptualize that idea, because the ape is now, na- yes, that I'm sure that it's if it's just tapping fingers down, eventually it, it would work where he's uh, how do you say, uh, randomly dropping certain words in there, but to believe that there's a certain universe out of the billions that they are are infinite, that they say that, that could be out there, that one of the apes is going to, um, blah, 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 by space, capital, William space, capital Shakespeare, that one ape that is randomly just doing this to the keyboard is going to type a masterful wor- work of literature. That is such nonsense. And I'm I, i I'm trying to put this into a, in a concept to explain it better, but it feels to me like all this parallel universe nonsense is nothing more than what they try to do by making us not believe in God. It's the idea that it's randomness happens. It's, it's that same thing, but it's 2.0 because before it's like, well, there, there, if there's no God, then everything is just random. You being here is just random. The alignment of the planets, uh, the distance of the sun and the moon making like all this specific thing possible. That was random. And it, takes all the glory all the the like all the uh amazement of the existence of this universe and dwindles it down to well, if you just throw stuff together it it would build this i mean it, with enough time if you just throwing molecules together you'll eventually come to this, and no it's not it that's not uh Parallel universe sounds like as that, but the concept is just so much more, uh, um, how how do you, exponential. Like it has an exponent; it's multiplied by infinity. <laughs> so, to it, it takes away from the uniqueness that that God has made in you, whoever you are listening. That uniqueness is unique to you. And if we say that, that that you are just a random thing, then you're taking away all the magnificence of creation, of nature, of God, whatever you want to call it. And that's such a dangerous thought. And I'm just seeing this parallel universe nonsense kind of build on that idea to just make us not know who we are or what our purpose is here or what makes us who we are or what fulfills us and instead just buy 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 that's all we're just consumers that's all they want us to be okay rant over um that concluded the royal part so the next one is like uh trust me i'm a doctor or something like that but oh one last thing about the um cabin boy at girl and pose story thing There's also a lot of other things like that, that they say, like uh, there's the, the Lincoln Kennedy one I've read in the past. And that one's a little more uh, complex because it has certain things that are just flipped over reversed or something, but there's others where they, um, the, I believe it was the Titanic. And if not, no, it wasn't the Lusitania. It was another event just like this where it's a thing that says that this boat was going through this area, hit an iceberg and sunk. And then that exact thing happened in that exact order. And no, no, unless you're a prophet, unless you're getting the name and being like, Lusitania. And then they put that in a movie or something. then, yeah, these things, I think it, it almost feels like. After the fact, I've said this before that I feel like if let's say there is a military combat that they wanted to make and it's complete fiction, they because they say, hey, uh, it's um, what did they say? National security. We can't share the details on mission, blah, blah, blah. That that whatever and whatever. Okay. Well, by the time it comes out and if it's a popular enough story or, or epic enough, then it gets turned into a movie, but it feels like all those details are filled in later. And if that's the case, then it feels like this is another thing where you can kind of cement that idea that, Oh, maybe Edgar Allan Poe predicted the future, but it, it was something in the reverse And it's just to cement the idea of a lie by saying, well, somebody wrote about it years before. Um, I'm trying to remember. I think it was, uh, I know one of the things was uh, they mentioned LSD in a book like 30 years before it was introduced. And I feel what happens oftentimes is that uh, knowledge is power. And when people discover certain things, if they can get to it first and make money out of it. Then they do that, and um, I don't know. Maybe that clouds the story that's that's written or told. Um, I don't know. I I'm, I might be um, making stretches there. But um, okay, part of the next stuff that I wanted to bring up is actually going to involve my phone more than my computer because my computer's being dumb. Uh, let me see. All right. Um, Let me pull up my tabs. I've been encounter, especially... Jeez, I'm going to sound so old right now. But a lot of the um, research that I'm doing now is easier uh, on my phone. And even then, some websites are just... It's. I should probably look this up. It's like if I can add a filter or something. I know I can do it through Google just put minuses in front of each thing but maybe i should create a script where i can just do a search and just look up the one we're going to talk about first is uh saudi arabia and uh it's a project that they're building i don't know if you've heard about this and the uh go on and let me see what page is this oh that is page one um if you just search like saudi arabia uh new project or something the top sites that you get are disgustingly layered with ads and i i put the ad blocker on here and i don't know if it's making that much of a difference but it's it's so gross it's so bad to an extent where like you It's you get an ad at the top. You get an ad in between the text you're trying to read. Then you get pop up ads. And then some of the video ads that you're scrolling past will turn into like not necessary. Well, I guess it it is a pop up ad that stays on the top of the screen. So if you're just browsing, trying to read and ignore all the ads, you'll have like less than 30 percent of the screen to view. Like you're just reading that little bar because like there's a the full thirty percent of the screen at the bottom is layered with ads and then the top portion is layered pretty thick too and then as you're going you're getting ads in between and some you have to click uh, to shut off because they're blocking the text the only part of the screen that you could see and it, it honestly is to the point where looking back at it 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 makes you laugh because when they would do like skits or gags they always show like a ton of pop-ups on the screen and i i mean i i was uh my generation was basically saw the birth of of the um personal computer and stuff but if you saw that at the beginning and you let's say you were a little computer savvy and you just saw a bunch of pop up ads like that pop up, you would be like, come on, they're trying to scare people off computers. It's not that bad. But today it is. It also makes me uh think of fake grass. I uh remember I I'm I'm sure the conversation happened with my dad where it's just like yeah, look at how obsessed people are with their lawns. Yeah, yeah, they put a bunch of stuff in it. And some people even put, like, carpet grass. Like, somebody else grows it for them. They just roll it onto their lawn. And I'm sure multiple people around the world or, or around the country that uh, where they use lawns, where they have lawns, uh, probably only America, right? Well, anyway, uh, I, I bet that a lot of them said, like, I bet you in the future it's going to be made out of plastic. And then the other person would be like, come on, don't be ridiculous. And it it just makes me laugh because even here where I rent, there's fake grass outside. And it's such a terrible thing because I, I... I don't doubt it. You know what plastics it's, it's never transparent. They'll say this doesn't have BPA, but uh, it has BPB and you look that up and it's very similar to BPA. So when it says no BPA BPBs, there's still others (laughs) that you got to look out for. So it's like plastic just feels like a bad idea always. And um, I don't know. It's uh, I'm losing my trail there, but. Uh, plastic grass Just I, I'm sure Any Person What 20 years ago M- Maybe Maybe 30 Would have laughed In your face You'd be like Yeah no I think in the future We'll have fake grass Made out of plastic Yeah Let it rain And it'll go into the earth But It's just plastic um, Not to mention That it heats up The area around it. It's terrible I actually took My dog out To uh used the bathroom and I took her out to the uh plastic plastic grass on a hot summer day and it was so hot she was like like doing the little trot like this is too hot I can't I can't go here and uh, I had to take her to the real grass and she went there perfectly fine um and you can feel the glow it's not like it's a, a hidden thing if you're somewhere where there's fake grass just Put your hand over, I don't know, whatever, the sidewalk and then like, uh, how do you say, like sweep it over to where the grass is and feel if, if heat radiates back at you on one versus the other. Uh, so, yeah, uh, ads suck and all, all the major websites are terrible at it. Um, that, that's one thing that I keep thinking, at least my site's never going to be like that. Um, all right. So, oh man, this is going to make it a little hard. So the, the whole thing is a, a skyscraper that they want to make. And it's going to be set about 75 miles long and, um, uh, and set to house five, mi- five million people. So, it's funny because uh, they mention it like sci-fi city, city of the future, all this, a uh, trillion dollar project to build this thing. And it's almost like two walls, which it's two mirrored walls. Um, Let me see, what does it say? Taller than the Empire State Building in size of Massachusetts. I don't have all the figures in this thing, but let me see if any of my tabs help. Um yeah, so 1 trillion 75 mile um it was announced January by the Prince Mohammed bin Salman and uh okay so a uh, mirror like skyscraper will consist of two 16,000 feet tall buildings that run parallel to each other across 75 miles of desert coastal and mountain landscapes consisting of high-speed train running underneath the buildings <laughs> it, it, when i first came across this if you looked at the the uh, comments for this project, everybody was saying like, "Can you not? Can can like, can you not live there? Or what happens if you want to leave? Like, are you allowed to leave?" And so then I uh, that kind of piqued my interest. And so where was it again? It's this is hard because um, I'm all over the place. Some of my things are on the phone, some on on my desktop. Uh, but I'll close stuff as I'm going. Yeah, this is uh, it's crazy because a lot of the articles are just so it's just like, well, this is what they want to do. Here you are. And that's it. Uh, no thing on it, Like when you read, let's say you read it discussed on Reddit or another website, then you get to see the reaction of the people. And in this thing. Uh, excuse me. In this thing, there's so many comments where people are not liking it. And so, okay, just a few things. Let me see if I'm missing anything before I start ranting. This thing was so nuts. Oh, man. Um, reactions. Yeah. The other thing, too, is that it's not easy. At least I'm not sure how to. Um, if you do, let me know. I just, I am curious in like with certain websites where it has like a thumbs up or a like or dislike kind of system, you get to kind of get an idea and the best would be when people can actually write comments because then you really see what people think about it. Like somebody might say something funny and then everybody else will kind of pile on and kind of explore a different thing. And with this type of thing, it's always important to have that because these are projects that are not something simple. And, um, if somebody was going to build something that housed that many people and that it was just such a massive architectural feat. Um you wouldn't want it to be this country or the this uh um how would you say this this culture. Like there's enough problems right now that they need to solve before they build a system where it's okay, so the reason I, I say this is because this says that it's going to be... Uh, oh, man. It's not like I can play the video for you, but let me see if I can find it in here. Uh won't be hot. Um, mirror-like. So the mi- mirror is going to reflect the heat. and uh, Skyscrapers. Okay. I'm trying to see because it, it said something where it's like uh, AI is going to decide and it sounds to me no different than if you remember jack was a jack fresco or something like that the venus project remember i talked about how venus is tied to lucifer lucifer luciferianism because in the sky it creates a pentagram because the visually the venus light is moving back and forth and it kind of stops in certain places and reverses and goes certain ways and it's obviously such a weird thing for it to do but when you count the points that it's stopping at it makes a five-pointed star and that's why it's like the whole Baphomet the upside-down star all of that but that was the Venus project and now we're talking about another project that's talking about revolutionizing how people live and No talk of what type of government are we going to have? Do women have equal rights to men? Are we um, uh, freedom of speech? And if those questions aren't answered and this thing is built, how terrifying is it? Uh, As it is, there's terrible things going on in other countries, let's say China, and it's not like we are a hundred percent transparent and understanding all this stuff. Wait, give me a sec. I thought it was a thing with Bill Gates. Um, to repeat myself, it's crazy that right now that the whole pandemic stuff is going on. Uh, we don't hear as much from him, but right before that he's pushing his vaccines so hard and, uh, what does it say? Donates to fight against COVID. Um, wow, this thing just jumps from one article to another. I I didn't even notice. There's just like a bar of ads, which you're kind of conditioned to just skip past. And other than the uh, tags at the bottom, which you can just kind of s- scroll past, um, it starts right off into another article. Um... Let me see. I can't f- Okay, so also hopes the pro- the Prince Salman also hopes the project will create thousands of new jobs and allow the oil-rich country to stop being so dependent on the resource for wealth, according to the Wall Street Journal. Um ah oh man, it said it in the video. Okay, let me close that. There's a picture of it the way it's gonna run, and there's so many problems with that that, uh, okay, let me mention a couple. I would think that there's some sort of rule that says you're not gonna build a giant wall that is blocking uh, natural things from occurring. like th- these areas flood a lot. Um, ever since biblical times they're talking about areas here flooding and if you just do a quick search, which I think I did, let me see if one of my tabs has it Um, if you look up uh, these are some of the points that I wanted to bring up no, not that one Yeah, I gotta close some of these too. Uh, tr- sorry, sorry, I'm doing this live. I, oh, here, let me bring this up too. So you know how I've been doing math on uh, Earth curvature and stuff, trying to make sense of it all. So th- this thing is supposed to be a whatever sixteen thousand feet uh, uh, tall skyscraper going 75 miles the earth curvature would obviously affect that so at the distance of 75 miles the amount of curvature that the building would have at the end so in other words if we build it flat on one side okay this is sea level that we're building a foundation and then we're gonna go perfectly level out 75 miles the amount of distance that you're going to make up, because as you're building it perfectly straight, the earth is going to start to curve. So it's it's kind of the thing that they explain on a train. If the train is going straight for long enough, it starts to dip down because of the curvature of the earth. So it's never going in a straight line. It's kind of curving down. So this is going to do the same thing. For 75 miles, that building is going to need to compensate. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Where is it? Oh, calculate. 3,751.07 feet. So 3,700 feet. If you built that and you made it perfectly level and you go out by the time you get to 75 miles out, you're going to be 3,700 feet off the ground because of the earth curvature. So, see, these are the type of projects that are, are I feel, if somebody were crazy enough to build something like this, that's where you would need to see, okay, so how did you compensate for the earth curvature? Uh, so, that kind of popped in my mind. So, let's say if you wanted to kind of make up for that architecturally, um, oh, see, at that point, it, it's confusing too because let's say that you did at each side so 37 um let's say it's let's say it's 36 so 15 18 so 18 1800 feet on each side is that right i think so 1800 feet on each side would need to be raised for the middle to be straight Jeez, you know what? If a structure were built that long, it would just be built to the curvature. See where where it gets really confusing, because if you if you're standing in the middle and you're checking level, then you couldn't line the building with lasers, because then you'd be off. If you say, "All right, we did the foundation for the first quarter of this building." And then you use lasers to build the rest, you're gonna be 3,700 feet off. Um, and then it's not. Oh man, how confusing! Because, yeah, when you're f- the farther you're going out, you're actually not level again. So it would be something that you can't use lasers to level, you have to use traditional methods, and those would just follow the curvature of the earth. I don't know, but just just food for thought there. Um, it just it, it's too confusing. I, I don't I don't get it. OK, so what did I type in? What is this tab for? Um, all right. Let's get into more of these tabs. Oh, so here's where it starts to get a little interesting because, so when I heard this originally, I thought this sounds like Elysium, Matrix, I mean, you name it, all the things where it's like, I think many people would be, I I saw an article actually, I probably didn't save the tab, but there was a thing where it said like, hey, um, was it Saudi Arabia is lifting their travel bans and you can visit the country. Oh, I think it is. I think I have that saved. Up. So, okay. Forthcoming. Um, Sa- the Saudi Prince said this, this is a, an article that popped up, but it's from back in 2018. So it's odd. Um, April 3rd, 2018. Uh, Brian Wang wrote this thing. What is this next big future? Uh, Saudi Prince promoting alliance with Egypt, Jordan, UAE, Bahrain, Oman, and cooperation with Israel. Wait. No, this isn't the quote then. No, it was... uh, Am I gonna need to start doing screenshots? This looks different than what I was looking at. Hmm. Okay. Anyway, let's let's keep going. Where's my? Okay. Um. Yeah. So, uh, let me go back to what I was talking about with the thing. So, if you're building a seventy-five mile long structure, and you don't allow. Uh, I don't know, livestock, um, coyotes. I don't know what type of animals they have in Saudi Arabia, but I'm sure that there's um, there's there's granging animals, I would assume. There's there's coyotes, there's predators, there's there's gotta be. There's just gotta. And uh, wow, jeez, another thing popping up trying to get me to see as i'm talking i'm closing ads and it's so annoying all right um so no, no no um live animals are going to be able to cross there no plants are gonna uh be able to send spores or seeds um 1600 feet up and over the giant massive mirror building that's in front of it and flooding again this area floods like crazy and there's so many things that just don't make sense there was a vacation travel show on netflix that had a building that you can actually rent it wasn't cheap i don't think but it was like this house that's self, like a fully self-sufficient if i'm not mistaken and it uh the walls were like a a mirrored surface, so if you're just kind of cruising along it's it's easily missed, especially if you're just flying by or something it, it, it kind of uh creates that illusion and um that's kind of what it feels like, but this is sounds very fiction like um let me see okay, so uh without data. Understand? No, it's talking about personal data. Um, under the picture, I don't know. It says that the city would track the data of its residents. Does that chill anybody's spine? Okay, so according to the Wall Street Journal, the one trillion project will feature a floating port city, a commuter swimming lane, an artificial ski resort and an a power and a and, uh, and AI powered robots to serve its residents. That alone is concerning because we don't have AI right now. So, and not only that, but just like the uh, Venus project, if you say that you're building a, a society, a system where people are, um, The the needs of the people are met by computers or some sort of computer software that should send chills down people's spine, because if you'll even feel it now, if you have a store that you're going to and when you need to return something or when you're unhappy about something, you either talk to a live person and explain your situation or you either sit down and and write out a questionnaire type of deal or a form or like a form online. And that's all you got to do. Remind yourself how difficult it is when it's not a live person. Because if you're there and you're trying to swipe your credit card and the machine says, nope, no dice, then you're out of luck. If it's a human being, we have empathy. And so we understand the person and we see that they're trying to do something. But a computer is indiscriminate. It's it's just like at, at work. They train us to have an understanding of the equipment that you're working on, because it is very, very dangerous it to make you understand that that machine is heartless. It does not know an escalator just knows to rotate and rotate in one direction and stay rotating. There is uh, safety devices that will prevent uh, certain accidents from happening, but those are installed because the machine isn't intelligent. The machine is just doing what it's programmed to do. Its circuit is flowing and doing what it's what it does. And ideally, that, that's what it does and that's what it is. And if you build an AI that says, you know what? Um, distribute the food accordingly. And in the event of a food shortage, um, I don't know, distribute it from this sequence to the, this sequence. And it's like, it's such a dangerous thing with any type of AI like this. And you can draw it out. I mean, look at pictures of what I'm talking about and it looks like it's something out of a, um, Oh, it says the project dubbed the mirror line would look out of place in the ill-fated video game, cyberpunk 2077 with a gigantic mirror covered glass structure and impossible looking geometry. Okay, so I guess that's p- screenshots of it. I don't know, there's a bunch of pictures, like ideas of what this would be and uh, the uh, important things don't seem to be being brought up as much as you would like. Um, like, what does it say? Oh, so here, this, the uh, it's kind of a tangent to what I'm saying. Let me read this uh, a Muslim pilgrim. No, 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 no. Where was it? Um, sorry, I was doing some other research on this. Is this about my next thing? Um, yeah, but Saudi Arabia is also looking at its own set of problems as budget pressures continue to worsen and rumors of in- internal political division continue to proliferate. Mm. Oh, that's it? Okay. So, I why did I save this link then? Trying to... Uh, okay... Production. Ah, uh, uh, no, maybe it's not this one then. Let's close that. Okay, here we go. This is the one I was talking about. Uh, Saudi Arabia is admitting general tourists for the first time. Here are twenty-two things that could get you arrested or fined, like dabbing, carrying a Bible, or wearing shorts. So. <laughs> I'll just read a part of this so you can get an understanding. Now, keep in mind that we're talking about this giant project, okay? That that is related to this place that we're talking about. Saudi Arabia is finally opening for mass tourism after a launch of the new tourist visa on September 27th. Uh, The country is full of wonder. Five UNESCO heritage sites, blah, blah, blah but the the kingdom's laws are complicated and tourists can easily fall foul of them and receive a hefty fine or worse they never say what's worse um here's what to look out for all right so let's see um Jeez, look at this. In September, Saudi Arabia rolled out 19 new public decency laws, some of which, if violated, are punishable by a maximum of $1,600 or, in severe cases, imprisonment. Okay, so it, here's what to know. No dabbing. Um, a po- poster for Saudi Interior Ministry, National Commission for Combat Drugs, says that dabbing was banned and warning people about the dangers of this on the youth of society. So they banned it since 2017, and, um, I don't know. They got arrested. They were, People got arrested. No wearing shorts. Um, you don't need me to read that, right? Getting drunk on the flight over or bringing alcohol in could land you in serious trouble. Um... Those who break the law are subject to hundreds of lashes, deportation, fines, or imprisonment. Uh, Don't bring in a drone without approval. I guess that kind of makes sense, right? Uh, Don't cut in line. Uh, The new public decency law says fines of 50 rivals or $14 will be incurred by anyone who jumps in front of someone in a queue. Uh, You can't bring any pork into the country. I I can understand that. Be respectful of their culture. Gambling is in principle illegal. Um, Oh, while many Saudis play poker and gamble online using VPNs, the punishment for gambling can be as harsh as six months jail term. Um, Being gay or transgender is illegal. Um, get this, again, this is where they're building that magnificent architectural feat, okay? Where they're planning it. In March 2017, two transgender people were shoved in bags, beaten with sticks, and tortured to death, according to human rights activists with the Blue Veins group. Uh, Sex reassignment is illegal. Uh, Playing loud music in public is taboo and a finable offense. No public displays of affection. Um, I don't know what that's talking about. Um, If you show um, physical uh, affection, displays of PDA, um, $800 fine. Lighting a barbecue or smoking a shisha pipe in public areas. A barbecue, it's $27 fine. Spitting in the street, that, that's another one, $133 fine. But it's, um, it's the imprisonment that, that's crazy and like the torture. Um, I, I can get that. I can understand. Like, look, it's a gross custom. We don't want it in our country. I, I can get that. Uh No drugs. Bringing a Bible into the country or having any non-Islamic religious items on your person can land you in trouble. See how vague it is? It's always um, one public may see photographing a Saudi without his or her explicit permission is illegal. So you can't just take pictures. Two sixty-six fine. Taking up seats and utilities served for elderly and disabled people is a finable offense. Fifty-three bucks. Uh, photographing government building is illegal for national security reasons. Uh, it's illegal to subject women and children to pranks or anything that can scare them or put them in danger. it's illegal to hold two passports in Saudi Arabia be careful with outward Valentine's Day displays Uh, I guess they banned them sitting in a single as a single man in the family area of a restaurant is also forbidden entering Mecca and Medina as a non-Muslim is forbidden I can understand that too so there you have it. I can close this now. Uh, now imagine living in a place that's that's like this uh, strict. Uh, okay, so here's another thing I wanted to bring up when I think about that skyscraper. It's on this article uh, called from 2019. Saudi Arabia, 10 things you need to know about a kingdom of cruelty. Um, Here, I'll just read the top part of it. Saudi Arabia is consistently among the world's top executioners with dozens of people being put to death annually, many in gruesome public beheadings. We consider that the death penalty violates the right to life and is cruel, inhumane, and degrading. Um, So following the killing of journalist Jamal Khashoggi the kingdom of Saudi Arabia is once again under global spotlight turkey's president erdogan said he believed the death of jamal khashoggi inside the saudi arabia consulate in istanbul was a savage murder by but blah blah uh, Khashoggi's killing is only the latest in the long line of violations to add to the kingdom's appalling human rights record. Okay, so let's go through the 10. Uh, devastating war in Yemen. Saudi Arabia coalition has continued sic- significantly to a war that has devastated Yemen for more than four years, killing thousands of fil- civilians, including children, by bombing or shelling hospital schools and homes. Um... I won't read every single word on these. Um, Two relentless crackdowns on peaceful activists, journalists, and academics. Since Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman, that's the guy with the project, came to power, many outspoken activists have been arrested or sentenced to lengthy prison terms simply for exercising peacefully their rights to freedom of expression, uh, association, and assembly. The authorities have targeted the small but vocal community of human rights defenders. And, and this guy wants to have this 75-mile-long skyscraper that he, he's in charge of. Arrests of women rights defenders. In May 2018, number of prominent women's rights defenders were arrested in Saudi ongoing crackdown on the human rights community. Lua al-Lol was one of the many who were who remains detained without charge. Following their arrest, the government jo- launched a chilling smear campaign to discredit them as traitors. Uh, number four, execution. Saudi Arabia is consistently among the world's top executioners with dozens of people being put to death annually, many in gruesome public beheadings. We consider that the death penalty violates the right to life and is cruel and degrading. Oh, I read that earlier, huh? Number five, punishments that are cruel, inhuman, or degrading. Saudi Arabia's court continue to impose sentences of flogging as punishment for many offenses, often following unfair trials. raif Badawi was sentenced to a thousand slat, uh, lashes and ten years in prison simply for writing a blog. Amputations and cross cross amputations, which invariably contribute constitute torture are also carried out as punishment for some crimes. Number six, uh, routine torture in custody. Former detainees, trial defendants, and others have told Amnesty International that the security forces use of torture and other ill treatment remains common and widespread and that those responsible are never brought to justice. Number seven, systematic discrimination against women women and girls still face entrenched discrimination in saudi arabia and are legally subordinate to men in relation to marriage divorce child custody inheritance and other aspects under the guardianship system a woman cannot make decisions on her own instead a male relative must decide everything on her behalf number eight entrenched religious discrimination members of the kingdoms of shia minority continue to face entrenched discrimination that limits their access to government services and employment scores of shia shia activists have been sentenced to death or long prison terms for their alleged participation in anti-government protests in 2011 and 2012. number nine what happens in the kingdom stays in the kingdom the saudi arabia authorities have been known to take punitive action including through the courts against peaceful activists and family members of victims who contract, to contact independent human rights organizations such as Amnesty International or foreign diplomats and journalists. And number 10, Jamal Khashoggi's murder. Following Jamal Khashoggi's horrific killing, Amnesty International is calling for the UN Secretary General Antonio Guterres to establish a UN independent investigation into the circumstances surrounding Khashoggi's extrajudicial execution, possible torture, and any other crimes and violations committed in his case. Um, so there you have it. That that's, that stuff is going on, and they're looking to, hey, how can we uh, diversify? Let's... Uh, build this giant building. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's a great idea. So, um, yeah, that, that was, I think all my notes on it. Uh, I wonder what you think, because I would never go near that place, especially now, since I've read out those things, that's not, uh, uh, something that anybody that lives there or, uh, is visiting there, whatever, um, risk insane. Um, what else? What else? Uh, if you, uh, if, too bad, I can't post like the original TikTok or whatever it was that I found. Um, but you can find plenty of artwork kind of detailing this and you know, it, it sounds ultimately to me like those projects that they, promise and never do. <laughs> the one I bring up that's funny is um, I used to always hear uh, like the weekly reader or whatever it was in elementary school, they were saying that uh, they actually developed the machine that can make a pizza. So in the future, you would be able to walk up to a vending machine, put some money in, give it, I don't know, a few minutes, and then it'll pop up with the pizza that it actually made from raw ingredients right on the spot when you ordered it. And that never came to be. I I think, no, it wasn't that in Japan. I know there was popcorn. There was a lot of automated stuff, but I don't think specifically pizza, but maybe there was. um, And I've seen videos of some like in somewhere in Europe or something like that. But, uh, yeah, we never got our pizza vending machine. So uh, just like that and uh, the other, that one project that I thought it was a Japanese architect was talking about uh, elevator to the moon or to space. And it ultimately was just like suspended cable and the elevator would just move up the cable out into zero gravity. And there'd be very little fuel to waste, and it's like, oh, how would you get robots all the way up there? And they're like, well, the use of lasers—we can shoot lasers and have solar panels on the robots that would be powered by the laser miles down, and yeah, Uh, and that's what this sounds like. Because uh, if if the comments are that disgusted by this project alone, then I really doubt that this thing is going to get enough. Um, power or or movement in that direction. I don't think um, people would really uh, care. The other thing too, is that tying it to the Bible, this sounds to me, uh, it's reminiscent of the Tower of Babel. If you know the gist of that story, it's man creating a tower that was uh, tall enough to reach the heavens and, uh, Ultimately, God uh, tears it down and uh, separates the people and gives them different languages, if I remember correctly. Uh, but that it, it's reminiscent of that, and it also makes you think that um, the apocalypse, the the uh, after rapture, and and all the Book of Revelation is detailing events happening in this area, and it talks about a temple that's created and a false uh, leader sits in the throne and there's like I I don't know all these things for fact. I'll do an audio on it so I I can cover it um, accurately. But uh, there's like a a period of time where there's false peace and then everything just falls apart and that uh, leader uh, that's sitting at the throne reveals to be the Antichrist and then Christ comes and, and yeah, they, they duke it out. And, um, but it, it's interesting because it sounds like that, like, uh, any, for anybody to be in charge of a 75 mile long building that has AI robots to take care of the people in them. That sounds like a biblical thing almost where it's just like this guy is coming in, making promises of the future. And all that submit to his new way of life will uh, will thrive, according to him. But uh, look out. It was all a lie, and his deception will cost you dearly. It just sounds like a, a great um, story. So, <clears throat> oh man, I'm going long. Um, give me at least 10 more minutes. <laughs> you made it this far. Come on. It's not that much more. Um, this thing is I, I didn't grow up with these guys too uh, heavy but I knew of them and I enjoyed content here and there uh, and it's the Try Guys and I, by now you probably heard what happened so one of the four guys uh, ironically the guy that labels himself as oh I love my wife type of guy uh, ends up cheating on his wife with another coworker there and so the facts are that uh he is married and has two children and the uh the other individual involved uh was engaged to be married and so they um i'm sure it was just so such an ordeal that because they've built this company for eight years and uh all of a sudden they gotta kick one of the four out and so they, I'm sure they had to pay him out and do all the legal stuff so that he can't turn around. Because it, it, it made me think of divorce in the sense that I, I don't mean to uh, demean a specific gender. But uh, oftentimes, if let's say there was a person that wasn't the, the hard worker or the breadwinner or, or what have you, the other person that was that was not that person (laughs) see how vague I'm trying to be as I'm closing ads on my on the site Um, that person sees a divorce as not only wait I'm losing you it's also a wait but where is my uh, things gonna come from where where am I getting funding from and that's why I think the uh, numbers are, are so inflated when divorce is happening and the woman can or not the woman, but the the lower income maker can uh, easily just start adding tons and tons of things uh, as a cost that uh, is probably not the way they are. And sometimes it is. Sometimes it's a celebrity that has uh, a certain type of lifestyle, and it, to a certain extent, I can understand that. It's like, well, yeah, if they separate, then one of two people is going to dramatically change their lifestyle. Um, but it, I I can, th- the reason why I brought that up is because I bet Ned, I, I would assume Ned Fuller would be thinking, wait, this is kicking me out of like a TV deal. And this is kicking me out of something that I've worked on for eight years. And I I'm sure his thought, because people that, that I, I'm, so I, 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 I'm. This is more assumptions. Okay, so bear with me with a lot of these things. I could be all wrong. I could be a hypocrite. I could be, um, how do you say? Like, I, I could be misunderstanding the whole thing. I, who knows? But I'm just spitting some thoughts here. Um, I would think that he is is massively upset by the fact that he's losing that much future revenue so much future income like his career is going to change he's might even be tainted by the events of what happened and if he's the type to cheat then i would think he'd be the type to be like come on man it's not that big a deal and the reason why i say that is because there's Man, this this is what's great. When like even myself, you can find if I'm a hypocrite by just going back and hearing audios that I've done before, and finding out. Uh, I say hypocrite that, that I'm wrong, or that I changed, or that I evolved and grew. You can find those things out by going back. And so they uh, find audio clips of him. Uh, of course, they're fishing and and being detectives trying to see if there's there was any evidence. Evidence. I hope that fan's not picking up on here because it's getting warm. Um, any evidence of either the cheating going on or of, of anything else that they can be like, look, look, I I, I spotted it. it. Because it feels so... Um, how would you say? You feel uh, so lied to, I guess, when you see one thing. and Or let's say you... There's a revelation about somebody you know and then you kind of think back and just like in a detective movie, it's like it, you'll do a montage in your head where you're just like, oh, yeah, you know what? I'll, there was a lot of other events where I was just confused and I just kind of skirted past the event and that was traces of this. Like like oftentimes when there's something like, wait, why did you do this? That's not a common thing that... Um, person would do and if that answer isn't answered with uh, oh actually i i thought of that and or or whatever it is because i forgot something at home and i had to race back and so i took the other road instead of this and that's why i approached it from the other or whatever it is that you're trying to explain it's like if there's no it's almost like the trivium thing grammar logic rhetoric so in the logic state you're just throwing out contradictions And that's like a contradiction that's just floating. But because we're not detectives and we we don't need to investigate every single little response, then when a friend, let's say, says something and the answer isn't quite sufficient, you just drop it. And it's like, okay, whatever. Allow them to lie or whatever. But uh, this, I know. uh, So he mentioned in other audios that he has a friend that works on SNL. And that he's just like, how does he do it? He's a parent. He works at. His, he's a writer and blah, blah blah. So when this went down, uh, he first released and. Um, sorry, I'm just giving you online cheesement, but I'll I'll, I'll start hurrying it up. I'm at f- I got five minutes from what I asked you for. Um, so uh, I'm sure that he went to his buddies at SNL and said, like, dude, can you believe it? they fired me? No, nah, man. So then they wrote a skit. And it's so stupid because a lot of people hated it. The, uh, as far as I know, again, it's so hard to find. But like if you see it on, uh, I'll pull it up on YouTube in a sec. Um, I'm sure that uh, it's it'll have the views there. And a lot of people weren't liking it because... They changed it into instead of a married man with two children cheated on his wife with an engaged woman, they changed it to it was a consensual kiss between two grown adults, which is what Net Fuller originally uh, said before all of this came out. And then the Try guy said, like, no, nope, we we're not the type to sweep this under the rug because and this is going to tie into what I started the whole podcast with what SNL is doing is such a terrible thing because I've explained this to my cousin. Let me, um, kind of throw you into a different scenario. That's a lot more, um, drastic and more, uh, blunt. Let's say, um, let's say, um, the age of consent, let's say that you're, we're discussing whether, um, where, the line is and obviously there's a law so the law says at the age of 18 the person is an adult so if let's say you say that dude dude no pedophilia any any person underage that's that's a no-go and if somebody let's say one of your friends is just like you know them they're not bad people and they're like hey uh my girlfriend's 17 and a half um we're we're sexually active or whatever and it, you're just like ah oh, dude you know what uh 17 and a half though that that's close i mean that, that's cool i i know that if the parents are cool with it, it it's fine but just keep that push that aside for now now Let's say another guy comes up and he's just like, my girlfriend's 17. She just turned 17. Then you would be like, you kind of cringe. And he can turn to you and be like, hey, hey, you were cool with the guy that was uh, dating the 17 and a half year old. I'm dating a 17 year old. That's, that's not cool. And it, so you can kind of see how that scenario breaks down that idea that you had that uh, sex with a minor is bad, period. And when you start saying and blurring that line, well, if, if she's this age and if she's born on this month, if you're you're adding so many things that at the end, you, you don't have anything to stand on. And so going back from that example, back to what was going on with this, if they allow this, they are not only endangering the uh, comfort of any female worker in this company. But ah, male or female, you would know that the people that are the face of your company are just as scummy as a lot of those producers. Um, And segue, scummy producers. Get this. Uh, This was passed over to me. Uh, October 5th, 2022, The Hollywood Reporter Scrubs writer Eric Weinberg charged with charged by Los Angeles District Attorney. The television writer producer was arrested again on Tuesday and charged with 18 counts of sexual assault by the Los Angeles County District Attorney's Office. This was by uh, Samuel Braslow. Braslow. Um. So the, it's it's weird because if you read this article, it almost sounds like he's saying, you know what? No, Ugh, let me find it. It sounds like he didn't want him to have bail. Uh, Weinberg charged with 18 counts of sexual assault by the Los Angeles country, uh, County District Attorney's Office. Weinberg was arrested again on Tuesday and later sentenced on a $5 million bail up from his previous bail of $3.225 million in a press conference. uh, Where was it? Very wealthy individual Uh, quickly. uh, No, I, In a press conference. uh, District attorney George Gaskin said that his office asked that Weinberg remained in detention without bail, but that a judge denied the request. Gascon noted that Weinberg, who he called a very wealthy individual, quickly posted bail and is now out of custody. His arrangement is set for October 25th. So this is like right now. Uh, and so then in the article, I won't say it here because it's it's quite dark, but uh, it talks about some of the charges that the the uh victims are talking about and it's some really dark stuff like this is the type of stuff where uh this man used his status as such a predatory thing where it's just absolutely disgusting like he would essentially rape uh women he would take advantage sexually he would uh it it mentions that one was being choked by him Um, it sounds like this guy was using just like the, uh, what, what was the other guy? Uh, Steen, something Steen, Weinstein, what was it? Weinstein, uh, where it's the same thing. And it, it, again, it's that thing that says X person is more important than Y person. Um, it's such a, a, terrible thing that is built, the idea that that anyone is better than another person. Um, what else? And so, yeah, that that's I I feel like I guess uh, that I can think of right now, I, I immediately thought um, like pedophilia is, is like the one that I think the most cultures around the world agree with and it's like that that should never be okay and as long as we don't have like a strong foothold on on our values and our, our ideas of what's right and wrong then it's just a matter of time before they bring this nasty decay out into all of society and, and normalize such such terrible things like in um is it 1984 or is it Brave New World where the denial of sex by a female is considered like harm or abuse. So in in that book, it's explained that if the guy wants to have sex with the girl, she can't say no, even if she doesn't want to, she has to do it because she would be offending. It was something along those lines. And there's a lot of literature like that, like the Handmaid's Tale, where they're painting this image of, just such depravity and and such such a world that it's just so alien to how we live today but um, again at, at the very least i'm happy that it's just such a prevalent idea that it's it's going to take them forever and i hope it never comes to fruition that 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 idea is never corro- like eroded into something smaller like it should never be okay and it, it the fact that all that terrible stuff goes on in parts of the world today is, is should be enough concern and the places that don't have it that are trying to push or start or grow with with that type of cultural bias or our cultural programming um, needs to not have any power or needs to not be supported so don't don't go to Saudi Arabia don't support the 17 mile long, uh, skyscraper, uh, 16,000 foot skyscraper, uh, double tower. Uh, yeah. So thank you very much. Uh, no, I think I went 13 minutes past what I asked you for, but I, I really do appreciate your time. Thank you very much for listening. I uh, hope I got you to think, um, about something. And uh, we'll we'll do another one soon. This one is probably posted a little late, so I'll probably do another one real soon. And I, I have a book one coming up that I'm setting up a guest on so that I'm not just reading the book to you. It'll be where I'm reading the book to someone else and they can add comments and questions and stuff. Uh, so look forward to that. Um, my mixer's not working, but I, I think I'll do fine with like lapels and my little recorder i'll just sit in a quiet area uh thank you very much for making it this far uh check out uh who truly knows.org uh my talk shoe is probably where you're listening to this or the site but yeah there's there's plenty of other audios and past things that i've covered again more books are coming and um the articles i i'm Uh, the the wheels turn really slow when it comes to writing i've never been confident in my writing so i think that's why i kind of drag my feet with this but i i have some that are somewhat ready for um publishing and uh maybe i can get a little help with them and throw a couple your way finally um thank you very much i really appreciate it take care of yourselves